you doing? I'm Jules Wortman, and I'm so excited about this treat you're about to chop on here with Hugh Hauser. Hugh owns H3 Events in um, Nashville, Tennessee, but he is global in his mind and global in his thought process. <laughs> um, so I just, I just want to let you guys know, he, he's another Nashville native, which actually I shouldn't say another. There's not many of them here. Um, but you grew up here in Nashville. And, I did. And, and tell, tell us about growing up in Nashville, what you saw when you grew up and where we are today. Well, it's nothing like when I was a child growing up. It was like a little tiny town dropped in, a big city kind of dropped in a little town, you know, or a little in the country, I would say, because there was, there was no shopping, there was nothing. Now we have everything, you know, we have lots of things to do, and we just had Country Music Hall of Fame that was tiny back then. It was mm -hmm. one building with maybe like a closet with a, a dolly wig in it. It hardly had anything. It hardly had any. You're, you're right. It was pitiful. And then, um, but it's grown into this huge thing now, and I do parties there all the time. Um, but no, I was so lucky to grow, to see it, how I've seen it grow, because I can't believe it, because, you know, people like me, that you'd think I would have moved away a long time ago, you oh, know, yeah. and gone on to New York or something, and um, I stuck around. I went to co college here and everything, and love it, and I uh, went to Belmont. Awesome. Great and school. I feel so sorry for my parents because I only went to public school. I mean, private schools. I didn't go to public schools. I went to private schools. So you're a private baby. I'm just a wasp. <laughs> I, mean, I can barely sit down. And you buzz around. I can barely sit in this chair because my stinger is so long. <laughs> but I, I guess I went to prep school as a little child. I went to like a little ele elementary school that's attached to a church. And then I went uh, St. George's. And oh, then, yeah. And then I went to Innsworth. And then I went to Brentwood Academy, which is terrifying because it's very religious. And I wasn't at all. But, I mean, I do believe in God. But I wasn't, you know, at the church every day. You know, my grandmother said never trust, trust anybody that's active in their church. What is that? Well, she just said they have, didn't have much to do. So <laughs> she thought that they were bizarre if they were real active. And she actually said, don't ever trust anybody active in their church. That's how my grandmother spoke. So proper. Oh, it's just the best. That's awesome. We had a, we had a, um, I have a friend that uh, plans weddings and we talk. She lives in Charleston and she's a big, huge, big celebrity wedding planner and she's fabulous, but she's very low key and all she cares about is her children. And they're always eating Oreos and dropping milk duds in the grocery store. You never heard what <laughs> all. Anyway, I, I, children are not my thing. But anyway, she is a doll, and she was telling me, we were talking about Southern women, which is like my favorite thing, and they're, they just eat right. If I say turn left, they all turn left. They do whatever I say. And she and I were talking about old Southern women, like our grandmothers. My grandmother's name was Swopey Hauser. Can you imagine? And she, I was wild about her, and, I, and that's really, truly how I became who I became because I remember as a kid, I tell this all the time, even in stand-up comedy, I do stand-up a lot. And when I, when I, when I, the, my principal memory, I remember walking down this, path and she was at the very end of it in this outfit that had like people don't dress like that anymore grandmothers don't dress like that anymore they like, le legitimately went to a store and bought a sweater with fruit applique on it and like banana <laughs> earrings you know and a dress and then the shoes had been had oranges on you know like Carmen Miranda and she was at the end of this path at, at her walk at her house and she was like Hugh the fold get up here and I could not believe this human existed and I remember just like like it would be like a gay the very first time a gay boy sees Mary Poppins, the movie, 
you literally lose your mind. You're like, there's a woman with an umbrella that floats through town and pulls everything, lamps and everything out of a carpet bag. I mean, we, I must have one <laughs> at 9 a.m. If I don't have Mary Poppins in my living room at 9 a.m., you know what I'm saying. But anyway, <laughs> yes, so my, all that being said, going back to my hysterical friend who, and I have event therapy all the time, she deals with high-maintenance clients, and I deal with high-maintenance clients, although I haven't had any in a while, but we have the same similar therapy. Anyway, she was telling me that she met with this old Southern lady, and she said, I would like, she said, what would you like to serve? And she said, oh, well, of course I want beef tenderloin. And she said, on my beef, she said, well, how do you like it prepared? She goes, I won't say her name. She, I'll just say her name was Susan. She mm-hmm. goes, Susan, I want it to feel like a, I taste like a cow walking through a warm room. <laughs> what the hell? I guess that's rare. I guess that's rare. Right. Because, you know, old Southern people like everything bloody. Bloody and, uh, and rough. Couldn't think of anything worse. But anyway, they. Was it a plantation? Yes. 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 <laughs> yes. All of mine are plantation weddings. That is hilarious. Well, you can see why. He is known as Hilarious, and we all love that. And he's also Hugh Brow instead of High Brow. He's Hugh Brow, the celebrity party and event planner. And we and and actually, you don't have to be a celebrity. You can be a no brow. You can person. I prefer them actually. Exactly. Much much easier, and they actually pay. <laughs> <laughs> That's classic. Now, let's talk about that. So, let's go into some stories, because this is all about your hi-how-you-doing moment, like your aha. You did you, you always knew you wanted to be a, an event planner? Well, no, it's really weird. I, I always knew I just wanted to make people laugh, no matter what. Right. I, I knew I wanted to be, um, um, you know, I didn't want to really be forgotten, but I knew I wanted to do something that was in, impactful and wanted to do something that was funny, and I knew that this... I, it's the weirdest thing how I got into this. You can't even imagine how I got into event planning. And everybody's story that is an event planner really got into it a really weird way because it sort of came out of nowhere. It didn't, mm-hmm. You didn't just go to school for event planning. Now there are majors, but there were mm-hmm. not. There was not. There's like, it's hospitality now, I think. But they, don't have, they didn't have an event planning major when I was in college because I came on the Mayflower. So they, um, I sold pharmaceuticals. <laughs> You did? Legally. Yes, Legally. I, I sold them. And uh, I'd have made a lot more money, I suppose, if they were if illegal. They were but anyway, so I sold pharmaceuticals, and I I had those nurses in the palm of my hand. Well, I bet you did. I mean, if I could... I sold them my version of Windex. Back then, you would sold everything. You sold... Um, you sold the pharmaceuticals, you sold the cleaning product, you sold all kinds of stuff. Anything that your company, whatever I had, you know, so we all had different versions of the... Of items, so I sold independent dialysis clinics, um, Epigen. So I worked for a company named Amgen. Anyway, and then I worked for a medical distributor out of Nashville who who distributed Amgen products. So anyway, I sold all that. I did all that, and then I started doing events in that in, in that realm. And like they, catering parties for and the like when you made your number. No, like when oh. you made your numbers for the company for the corporation. Yeah. Oh, when you okay, made your numbers, they had these big celebrations. Now they, yeah. the FDA cut all that, and there's none of that happening anymore. And nobody ha- is having fun anymore. Like the music business, you know, nobody yeah. has, nobody has a dime. So, all that being said, my sister was getting married. She hired an event planner, and 
who I knew, and um, they were, event planners were kind of up and coming. There's only about two in town that were in doing anything, right. and they were usually, it all started from catering, like caterers kind of planned your event. That's kind of how it all began. In Nashville, that's kind of how it all began. And then I was just, the timing was right, and then I became business partners with that event planner, shattered her during my sister's wedding, kind of stayed out of that because a, a lot of decisions had been made when, mm-hmm. I came, when I came into the picture. But anyways, so, and my mom was very on top of it. Our Our dining room at our house was like a, wedding factory you know there was binders and it was just a huge thing and I knew right then that this is for me and I remember as a kid my grandparents entertained all the time and Mm -hmm. like I said I was very close to my grandmother so when I um I remember I remember being a child and like rental companies pulling in with all those racks of glasses and stuff and I would play Mm -hmm. in the glass and I would just be like Oh, just the moments before a party would begin and my grandmother back then do you remember tents in the in the 80s that were striped like they oh, were yeah. yellow and white and all those. And my grandma would be like, is there anything better than a yellow tent? Yellow. Y-E-L-L-A. Hey. Honey, I'm wild about a yellow tent. Aren't you wild about, <laughs> wild about a yellow And the hairdresser would be in there getting her ready. And I just couldn't believe it. My whole childhood was just ridiculous. This creature, this How character. Fun. I was so lucky to have even known her. You know, I just couldn't believe it. And then she would arrive, come out the back through the kitchen to the party and her hair was a big dome and I just would lose my mind. You can imagine, I, I probably looked like her personal assistant, you know, and I was like, <laughs> I was like seven. I was like seven, like just in awe of her. Anyway, so she'd have all these parties all the time and I loved all that. So I love that feeling. And then, um, that's really where it extends from is just the feeling. Because the only thing I love about the parties, I don't even care, I mean, I love that people are having a great time and everything, but I love that feeling of right when the, when the client walks in. You know, I love a reveal. So when the client right. walks in, I, it's nothing better. Because I bring them, I drag them through. I always have their favorite cocktails in my hands, and I make a big deal of I remember it. I called you once, and you answered, you answered, and you're like, Oh, Lord, I can't talk right now. I've got to introduce the... <laughs> the bride and groom. The bride and groom were about to be introduced, and you were like, I'll call you back. It was hilarious. He's like, I just thought there was something important you needed to tell me. I never knew. You know, you never want to hang up on your publicist. No. It's hilarious ever, but um, I would love it. Like, so you so you've segued in from your grandmother really was the catalyst to get you 100%. in to, to to wanting to do this, mm-hmm. and then you've met some amazing people in town, and you know we have a mutual friend and Anita Holgan, the best, she's fabulous. So she, I, she's basically my manager, and for all practical purposes, and she was a big manager in the music business, and she got me and she got me from day one and I'll tell this really fast so when I first met her I found out that she was friends with Bette Midler and I was a huge Bette Midler fan shocking I bet you yeah shocking 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 shocking. I could barely face Anita Hogan when I was a child because I loved Bette Midler so much and she got me some Bette stuff or something you know some fantastic stuff and I lost my mind because I felt like it was directly for me from Bette which it probably wasn't for four minutes anyway <laughs> so I, or it probably came from a management office you know who knows but it didn't matter because I was in love with her madly and Anita was friends with her because Anita's husband wrote I Believe in You for Don Williams and then Bette cut, cut changed I mean cut it and then changed it to make it a female version mm-hmm. and so Bette would call their house all the time and I would just die so anyway, I couldn't even handle it, and then I just knew that because I went to high school with her kids. I didn't really know Anita that well. So then fast forward years go by. I kept, I'm telling you, I could barely even talk to Anita because she kind of reminds you of Bette Midler a little bit. Yeah, she does. And she's just very blonde and fabulous and just ridiculous. Anyway, she's just so real, and so and she keeps me very grounded, but yet at the same time doesn't want me too grounded because that's why no, that's she who found you are. me. That's how yeah. she discovered me. So anyway, so 
she called me, uh, her assistant called me. I was driving down Hillsborough Road, and her assistant, Shauna, called me. And I'll never forget, because I'll never forget a name like Shauna. It just sounded like some sweet little girl that worked at the 7-Eleven. And she called and was a doll. And she told me that I need a hug and want to have a meeting with me. Well, I had lost about events. She didn't really know what the meeting was about, because... At the time, Anita was retiring. I didn't realize that. So, right. uh, from the music business. So, uh, I took the meeting and I told every single human from Hillsborough Road to Granny White Pike to all the way to Franklin, Tennessee, that I have broken into the music industry. <laughs> <laughs> I was like 20, 20 years old. I lost my mind. I was so excited because I was so down. I'd done one wedding right. for a dear friend of ours that we all mm-hmm. know. And I had done her wedding, and she kind of formed, helped me form my company, Leslie uh, Tyson, Leslie Somerville, at the time. Now she's Leslie Simon. She was at Sony. And so she helped me come up with my pricing, and she taught me how, how I should do it because she's a big business person. And I was not. not, not <laughs> I had no clue. I could make her wedding look really pretty, though. But anyway, so she needed me. I needed her. So anyway, uh, she... I met with Anita, and uh, she showed up with this huge... Um, I don't want to tell too much, because I've got to do this at a big award show. She's about to be honored, and I'm going to speak. Oh, cool. But I met her, and she, I hadn't seen her in years, and she waltzed in in this brown suede skirt and all this turquoise necklace, very southwestern dress. It was in the fall. It was really co- kind of really cold, I remember. And I was outside waiting on her at Jackson's in Hillsborough Village, which mm-hmm. is like the only place back then to go to. And now it's... I mean, it's. I guess it's still there. It's still know. there. So I met her there thinking I was so cool, you know, near, I was near Music Row, knew nothing about the music business, was wild about Reba and various divas, but I didn't know anything <laughs> about the music business, so um, just crazy about them, but she waltzed in in this outfit with this big hairdo, you've never seen anything like it, and a thousand, on the phone, going 90 miles an hour, papers everywhere you've never seen, so kicked the door open with these big boot, these big cowboy boots that had turquoise all over them, and she kicked out the door, and I was like, marry me. So she walked in, she walked in, I nearly died, and she was like, hey, I'm so sorry, listen, and she was on the phone, and she talks like this, and she's just got the best voice, and it's real raspy, and she's like, now, listen, everybody in the whole town says that you are playing these parties, and you're doing, you're starting this business, and I should manage you and direct you in the right direction, and I've known you from day one, and I know you're a star, so I, and I know stars when I see them. And she's just a straight shooter. Oh, she and is. And so she knew exactly what to say to me because I fell in love with her right then. I would have given her the company and not taken a dime just, to hear, day, just yeah. to hear that conversation all over again. So I remember it that day. And then from then on, we uh, I had my very first event two months later, and I called her out of the blue. She wanted to think about it. And we talked about specifics. And yeah. then I think in the next month, I took her around to meet all the vendors and everybody to say, these are who I work with all over town. Because I knew everybody, you know. I, oh, I I'm sure, I'm I, sure. And I loved it. That's when I started my company. I just went out there and met everybody and talked to everybody. I didn't even know what I was doing. I was just rattling on. Started placing rental orders, th- throwing parties, didn't even know. I mean, I just was, I didn't realize I was supporting businesses. I didn't know what I was doing. And then she helped me get it rolling. And now there's so many rental companies and designers that I work with and all kinds of people and I got a great team I have a full-time assistant Kate and then Kate Steele is my current business partner who bought Anita out and Anita retired from the business so we did it about 12 years and I've been doing about 15 total and then um it just took off I remember we had an event like I said two months later and I called her and said they want us to do a a movie premiere for August Rush the film Anastasia Brown Mm -hmm. had called me and said that she'd gotten a referral 
that I could do it. And she explained what she wanted, but she wanted to be a drive-in movie theater at Ronnie Dunn's house. So we had to pull this whole thing together. And it was this wild thing. And I called Anita and I said, look, you're going to know all these people there. I don't care if you want to be my business partner or not, but we have our first event in two week, in three weeks and you've got to help me do it. Otherwise, I'll just die. And I <laughs> fell in my apartment. I had this fabulous apartment. I thought it was fabulous. You know, it was probably 800 square feet. I don't know. I thought it was great at the time. And I just laid out on the floor and died. And she said, I'll do it with you. And I, uh, what, what else could I, I have nothing else going on right now. And then how, that's how it all began. And she that never, awesome. and she so never how left. how did it turn out? It turned out great. The party was great and very successful. And that launched us right there. And then, right. um, great. and then various businesses all came up through the years that we started working with. And we, I supported, uh, different people's businesses and everybody grew together. So it was a great little family, I guess, niche. So a lot of Nashville businesses, you get you work together with a lot of Nashville companies. Yes, they help grow me and grow. I help grow them. You're right. Mm-hmm. And it if you're looking back at it, I don't real I didn't realize that. So people have to tell me those things because I was mm-hmm. so young and I was just trying to survive. You know, that, right? And it's just that teeth gnashing thing, you know. Right, and if you could tell people, you know what what drove that? It was your passion, wasn't it? Completely. I never even looked back. Never even thought about being broke. Right. I didn't have a dime. What did you What did you go to school for, Belmont? Uh, well, I triple majored. Ha <laughs> <laughs> That's very very sm- I was very smart. But I was not smart in high school and elementary school. I mean, I was smart, but I just was You didn't apply yourself. I hate that term. I mean, he was great, but he didn't apply himself. Well, I didn't care. I, didn't I was looking out the window being like, what, what's Bette Midler doing today? <laughs> exactly. Like, where's everybody else? What's going on at Bergdorf Goodman? I'm exactly. sitting here in English class. I've got things to do. There's something, something's being built that's beautiful today. You know, I was just, my head was... A, in high school was everywhere. But that's part of the maturity level, too, because mm-hmm. honestly, I just didn't know. I didn't want to sit around and talk about the War of 1812. Right. But now I'm fascinated by it. Could read could read history books all day. I am right there with you. I do the same thing. I have all these classics, and I have I go on I go on tours of things that I would have never, ever wanted to go see. In a million years. Ever. And now obsessed with everything. Oh, I can yeah. You cannot keep me out of an independent film. It, it, with the shotgun, I, I, I can't get any friends to go with me though. Okay, what uh, I have not seen. Won't you be my neighbor? Have oh, it's fa- have I seen it? I, I've been Opening wanting to go. I haven't had. To, was it awesome? To die for? Cried the whole time. I took my mother. My mother did love that. My mom will usually go with me to, to independent films. Like I went to see American Movie last night, which has been out for a while. Right. They re-aired it. And uh-huh. That guy became really famous out of it. And um, Mark Bush, I'm sure his last name, but he is a riot, and the movie is so good. And I just happened to be on the. Belcourt website. I'm a member there, yeah. and they send you the updates. Mm-hmm. You know of what's coming up. And I just looked at read the, looked at the trailer on a flight coming back from New York on Monday, and it was played yesterday. And I thought this movie looks great. I'm going to see. It. I mean, that's just the way. That's the only way. And I yeah. didn't tell anybody I was going. And then I just went, and it was brilliant. The movie's brilliant. And you, if you haven't seen American movie, go see it. You go must, see it. You won't believe it. That and won't you be my neighbor? Won't you be my neighbor? Is just unbelievable. I gotta see it. I, I it just wears me out, but. Let's talk and about... And he was just so nice. Oh, Mr. Rogers. Lovely. Are you kidding me? I mean, we grew up... I grew up with him. Yeah, but he... And he's just stayed so solid the whole time. And he went to... Um, um, before Congress and everything. Got all kinds of things that passed. You won't believe it. You need to watch it. Yeah. So, let's talk about some... You don't have to talk about who, but let's talk about some specifics. Like, let's talk about a few parties you've done here in Nashville or wherever. Mm-hmm. From weddings to the Swan Ball mm-hmm. to whatever... And, and let's talk about, you know, you know, from the dramas to how you pull something together to someone's dress ripping. How do you get that, you know, or the, the, the beef tenderloin didn't show up, you know, whatever. 
Like, let's talk about... First world problems. First world problems, not the RPPs, the rich people problems <laughs> at first world. <laughs> so, well, I, the main problem with event planning is weather. You know, that's our main, most biggest issue because we can't control it. And so, um, in the very first meeting, I asked brides if they can handle any kind of weather situation. If they can't, we're going indoors. There's no question. There's no, work, no reason to even begin it. And there's plenty of things plenty of really pretty venues that are indoors and climate control and things like that we don't have to even worry about. So I, we clear that up in the very first meeting. We set some ground rules for that. And then um, if they are brave and they can go outside and they will deal with a tent, we will go that route. But they have to know that there's always a chance in Nashville, Tennessee, at 3 o'clock every day, there's a rainstorm. So we have to... Just we have to go through that now. There's only probably about seven or eight pretty Saturdays in an entire year in Tennessee, if you, mm. if you think about it. Mm-hmm. Like if you go back and look at it, because there's always a disaster on Saturdays. It usually rains, and, and then the most beautiful Sunday you've ever seen in your life. Right. Sundays are gorgeous. Maybe know. they should change weddings. To they Sundays. should. It would be so much easier for all of us, except no one would be able to really party because it would be at work on Monday. But anyway, so um, disasters are usually weather related. I had I had a tent fall one time because it was frozen and the snow had weighted it down and I had to get heaters out there um, to heat to and it collapsed but all that is fixed before the, the client has no idea I mean they may I may have told this has been years ago I may have told them but now there's so much troubleshooting that we can usually get people out there to fix things now that was back when there was nothing and had right. these real heavy chandeliers that were the wrong weight and back then they were just, it, you were just trial by error you were learning as very you trial by mm-hmm. error and and it, it always fixed before, but it was, and also we have some really crazy weather here. Like some days it can, we can have some big trick, tricky storms, you know. So oh yeah, that's the biggest hurdle in event planning is weather. Um, we've had some dress disasters before, yes, and I have a, a seamstress that I have on site uh, through the first dance. Because after that, even if it's ripped, who cares? Who cares? Pictures yeah. are already been taken, and who really cares? So I stick her. And then sometimes the seamstress wants to stick around, but I'm like, I'm not paying you anymore. <laughs> you can stick around and have a cocktail. You right. know, sometimes they want to stick around if they, if it's close to their home. You know, who cares? Right. But um, I have I have that that team on board, and then um, uh, let's see, what's the uh, one time I had a band that went on a break. I was way out at a farm, and I paid for their dinner because I didn't have to bring in their dinner. They just said I could give them cash, and they'd go get dinner. Well, they did, that's supposed to have happened before they need to order their dinner and bring it to the venue, but they all left. And so their break went on for hours, and they were gone, and I, we couldn't get them, and it was, a disaster. it was a really bad problem. Then they came in and parked you know, really close to the tent in this people's driveway because they were so late getting back, which that blocked the departure car and the whole big stuff at the end of the night. So I had to get everybody back out to move all the car. It was a fiasco. But the only thing that saved me is that I just had that background iPod music blasting. So it kind of drowned out. Drowned out. There was silence. Yeah, and it was, <laughs> they were ha- having cake, and it was, it was kind of a good time for a break, but I, uh-huh. just, I needed them back, and it was really bad. And uh, Kate lost her mind on them because I got people that do that good cop, bad cop. <laughs> and then um, I always try to keep it calm. But every now and then I lose it. But I haven't lost it in years. Um, you have to, like, totally lie to me or something, you know. Right. Lying's not fun. Lying's not fun. No, because then I, 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 I That makes me have no respect for someone. No, and then know. I get stuck in a situation if I've been lied to, then, I, then I'm, you know, and it, it gets really bad. But... 
Uh, other than that, I, I um, haven't had any knock on. Yeah, you've been pretty fortunate. If you call this wood. That would be wood, darling. So I, I haven't had anything too, too terrible. But people so, always want to know about disasters. Of course they do. That's all they care about. That's all TV producers Because, want yeah, it's like train wrecks, where, where. Mm-hmm. Well, what about, you know, one of the preeminent events, social events in Nashville is the Swan Ball. And mm-hmm. I know you've had a chance to work on that one. I'm sure, it's a, you know, you've possibly attended it mm-hmm. as well. But, like, what's what's an event like that take to put together in Nashville? It's a lot. Or anywhere. It's but. a lot. And you know what's so great is that the chairman of those is who I work with. And they're always so passionate about it. And it's great. And I make it fun because they... They don't ever. Nobody is like me, and I don't mean that rude. Cause I'm nothing. I'm not. I'm not much of anything. But I'm funny, and so I try to make it as funny as possible. Because we're not saving lives. We are having a party. It's going to be gorgeous. Don't get me wrong. And I can usually in those first two or three meetings, I've got them right where I want them, and I can usually get them to do whatever. But I add that extra to it because. It, they're in a world it's all so serious. Everything they talk about is so serious. And they're all so dramatic and they're trying to one-up somebody and it's just constant. So I make it fun and then they finally let down the guard. They let down the guard and then they and let then everything, you... And everything changes. So what And then they enjoy the, their experience because what happens is those women chair events and this is not just Nashville. This is anywhere. anywhere. In the whole world when you chair an event you become... They don't become... They're not friends anymore afterwards because it's very stressful. Yeah. And it's not because they hate each other. It's because the project was not fun because they were trying to raise money. And oh, the, yeah. One got more money than the other and then this person had this connection and this person fell through and the other one holds it, the other one accountable yeah. and it just becomes a disaster. So... If I can make it fun on my end, so the decor and the design and the logistics, all that, because I'm very lucky because I'm able to focus on what I love because Kate does all of the um, business side of it and all the administrative and stuff. So you're the creative in the... Correct. I'm the gay fluff, and she's all all the brains is what I call her, because I couldn't really do it without her because it's very stressful because I used to do it when I first was by myself. I would go do all that, and then I have to come home and bill everybody, and it's just the worst thing you've ever been through in your whole life. You just soon die. Oh. It's like, I don't want to get paid. I don't care. I know. It's too much work. It is. I hate it. That's so much more work doing that, and so I give Kate full credit for that because I couldn't even imagine. I can do it. I say that I can't do it. I could do it, but I don't want to do it. It's almost like a marriage. They always say yin and yang works together. We work well. That's exactly how we are. You know, in business, mm-hmm. it kind of feels, you know. It, and she's more millennial, so she's really so much faster at certain things computer-wise. And she's, you know, yeah, you know, she's on it more often. And we deal with people that are not. So she, she gets frustrated because they're not as fast on certain things. But it's great to at least we already have it done. And so just another thing for people that you know, interested whether they're planning to have a wedding or a big event. Hmm. Do you, is there drama, and I'm not talking about the drama, but like that we were talking about before, like hmm. things falling, but the the personal drama, like mothers and daughters. the mothers and daughters and how you, how do you, you know, fuse that, you know, how? They are some, t- I know it the minute they walk in the room. Mm-hmm. I know it the minute they walk in the room. I've been in some serious things situations that are all per- private and personal and I would never ever repeat them because every family has has stuff but I have been through things that are unreal that you can you cannot imagine to where what, what and it goes both ways daughters yeah. are ugly to mothers mothers are ugly to daughters and it used to be in the beginning Anita and I would say to ourselves just let the daughter do what she wants to it's her one day I know you're paying for it but you said she could do it you know so <laughs> it's you, true. you said yeah. yes 
So now you signed up for it. So just let her do it. You know, why are we fighting over this? You know, whatever. And I haven't had some of that in a long time. That's kind of, that's a different, I don't want to say, it's just a different beast. Mm -hmm. A different type of client that fights like that, you know. And so I, in the later years, I've had the best moms and daughters. And sometimes the daughters don't care at all. Know the mom do the whole thing, you know, because they just show up. They don't care. Yeah, they, they just they, want to get married. Yeah, as long as they don't, you know, do something hot pink or something, you know, you know, scare right. them. But or they or the mother and daughter have the same taste, and that usually is great, you know, because they they trust each other. Well, I've had some <laughs> some knockout draw drawouts in my boardroom in in our meeting room. Uh-huh. And it's and it and I usually, um, I just I can't tell you how uncomfortable it is, but it's fun. It's honestly hilarious when it's over because my Kate or Anita or whoever my business partner, we fall out when we're over. And we're like, can you believe they're that mad about it? You know this silly topic or whatever. Because it's really not. But I will it's say the this, tensions are the tensions are high, and they usually have had their fights before they get to me. But we can tell in the meeting what happened in the car was not. Exactly. Yeah, that wasn't yeah. that much fun for them. Yeah. yeah. What about from budgets? You know, I mean, oh, you gosh, were... it's changed so That's much. what I was going to say. What, in today's world, you know, whether you're having a party at BMI or, you know, for an award show after party to a wedding, I mean, they're all pretty similar probably, you know, when it comes to, you know, what all you need for it to happen well, except with the wedding, the girls, the music and all that stuff, but... What, what's a budget like today to put on a real Well, when I first event. started, when I first started, let's just put this in perspective. When I first started playing weddings, it was $100 a person for everything, for every single thing. But there was nothing to rent back then. Right. Everybody, there was one company for everything or, you know, things right. like that. Or I was so stupid I didn't know. You know, I say, mm. I, put it, I put it that way a little bit. But I, I just, there was nothing for me to rent that was local that warranted any money. Mm-hmm. You know, at large sums. Now, I was starting, I, I, I had my own creative department, um, workshop and uh, wood shop and all that stuff. I have all those people now. And b- back then, I was just assembling them. But I knew I had to build stuff to make it creative. And there was a one designer in, in Franklin that I would meet with all the time. She was kind of retiring. And she w- was saying, you need to do this and do this. And she kind of helped me, tell me what the what the town needed for parties. Because... Swan Ball was probably the biggest party that was most creative because they bring in custom things. But those are designers right. from Los Angeles and stuff like that. So they had the world, uh, you know, to, to choose from mm-hmm. for rental items and stuff. So I hired a, uh, I became, I went into business with this guy and he builds stuff for me and then he stores it and I, we, manage, we manage all that. So mm-hmm. uh, now I have a whole team that does all that. And so now I can just say, I need a dolphin that barks. <laughs> I need a penguin that you know. I need this. It walks. All kinds of stuff, and he'll build all that stuff for me, whatever. And I, and it's not as expensive as it would if I had to go rent it from Dallas or something. You know, I can Correct. build it, and then I own it. But nobody ever wants a dolphin that barks or or a dolphin that you know. You know but what you I'm saying? You never know. You that, never know that what you that might call might come in. So I look like a hoarder. Yes. Yeah. But then, <laughs> then um, um, now it's gone up tremendously. So it started off. Like $100 a person. That was everything. That was even the band and everything and cake and everything. That's weddings. Now, the secret of my success is that I never usually... Back in the day, I never ever went over the budget. I stayed with it and Mm -hmm. we stuck to it because people were so... It was a a depression, a recession during those years when I first started this luxury business. That is horrible. 2008, Worst worst time for me to start. I started in 2006. Oh, so so it was just terrible. Nobody had a dime, you know. 
and rightfully so. And then I, um, you know, then the budgets, then the then the world changed. And so then I, uh, then I would do. I got one big huge wedding, which is kind of like your big break in, mm-hmm. in this business. I got one big huge wedding, and that set me on fire. And then everybody wanted that wedding, and that's basically how it happens. And then mothers are fighting with fathers about budgets and all that sort of you know things go up and up and up. And then finally we got into the where people you know if you want this you have to pay this you understand like if you want this gorgeous wedding it costs this it costs this yeah it's expensive you know and um, I, I, this sounds sort of cocky but nowadays they're not calling us if they don't want to spend a bunch of money you know right I mean they can do it themselves for, and have barbecue in their backyard you know what I'm saying. Very do-it-yourself. There are those do-it-yourself. And I speak at all those conferences all the time, and, mm-hmm. and I give them advice all the time and everything, and they're just wrecks. I mean, those mothers are just, and fathers are just collapsed. You know, because it's not cheap. It's not cheap. It's not cheap even, even at that easy. level. it's not easy. It's not easy. And you can't enjoy it if you don't have a planner. And I don't, and I don't, I'm not just trying to push planners on people because it's not for everybody. You know, and some mothers are completely capable of it if they want that burden. But at the, I will say this. They can't enjoy it, and they can't spend time with their daughters, and they can't. Why do you want to be talking to your daughter but when you really should be checking your invitation proofs and making sure that's done and your guest list and all this? And I see it. We do every ounce of it. And so um, the, the worst part is, you know, just the, the budget is so crazy. It's so crazy. Like you said, it was $100 a head. Back in the day. Back in the for day. For everything. For everything. Now, yeah. today, it could be, what, three, four, to, four, four, four to five. Four to five. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's you had 200, and, but now it's not, it doesn't have to, to be. It doesn't have right. to be. But for what I'm doing and what people want nowadays, these you cannot have a wedding in downtown Nashville for less than one hundred fifty thousand dollars. Really, you can't. It's not impossible. Never. We tried. I've tried. To, I tried to do it. I had a mother come to me and say, "Can you try and I can go to a hundred? Can you try and keep it at eighty? And I'll give my daughter twenty thousand or something like that. I can't remember. I said, "I'll show you what you can get for eighty thousand. Oh hell no, she said. And then she. She went, and, and I couldn't even do it for 100000 She wanted It went to hundred fifty easily. You cannot go downtown. I mean, it's like $80,000 just to rent a venue down there when, you, when it's all said and done. Now, that, that's going to scare people because that's not the rental fee. That's just when it's all said and set, done. That's that's just set the, up and everything. Mm, that's just that's eighty still, grand. That's a lot of money. That's just getting going. That's not even flowers. That's like the basics. It's the just, tables, the it's settings. It's sickening. And... It's sickening. Now, and why do you think that's the case? Why do you think because it's also competitive? I mean, right. and our and our, our city has grown so much. I mean, they don't even do to tell you the truth. They don't even do hotel room blocks anymore because they don't have to. They don't even offer it. So that we is, cannot. They'll do them for conventions, I'm sure. But yeah. They don't do them for but social not for events. weddings mm-hmm. and social events. Mm-hmm. Wow. They don't have to. They're booked solid. Yeah, there's no there's no there's no hotel available right now. I mean, I have I have I'm booked all the way through. I have some weddings for October of nineteen next year, all the way through, and I have and I'm the hotels are slamming. I mean, I'm getting like ten rooms here and one room here and four rooms here. It's awful. So speaking of you, you you've already segued into late twenty nineteen. Mm-hmm. What if someone wants to hire you to mm-hmm. for a wedding mm-hmm. or a big event? Mm-hmm. You stay pretty solidly booked. You're yeah. pretty busy. Mm-hmm. How do they contact you to get in? They just email me at hugh at h3events.com. There you go. And then, <laughs> but, and they, then but like what, back out back out of the months, the planning, if you want to do a oh, I can do a wedding. In, I can do a wedding in three months. If I, three months? Oh, I can do it really quick, yeah. I mean, I, I prefer it. I'd rather do it faster than have all these months of dragging on. But the thing that's a b- good about the long amount of time is they can go to other weddings, see things they don't like, and, 
you know, if you have that much time. And usually, lately, usually it's about the bride's schedule, so she can't get married until a certain because it's something with work or work, she's still in school, school or you know, it's all about timing. So, and then if they want to get married in the fall, it depends on the season that they want. Fall is now. There's no weddings now. It's so hot. Nobody wants to get married now. No. Nothing, nothing in July or August. So I'm dead. But I've got smaller events. You know, indoor events. Um, I call we call them AC events. Well, we've worked. Yeah. When we've worked with, uh, we've worked on quite a few projects yeah, together. But of course. you know, when we do the TJ Martell Gala, mm-hmm. um, you know, kind of walk us through that. You see, you have a a, a kind of a, a space that's not very aesthetic mm-hmm. at all, like and pleasing. Always, you know, to the and eye. they always want me to change it, and make it different every year. Right. And it's a nonprofit, so that's a whole different pricing point because the whole goal is to raise money, money. so to be very careful about how much decor we put in there because we don't want to be so insane they're like what did this cost me right you know, the guests will be like did we pay for this or did the you know who paid for that you know so you have to be very careful right, you have to about be very that careful. Very, that's very interesting careful. that's an interesting aspect of what you do as well yeah so we have so, and and you know vendors are are are, are helpful and, and, and uh, promote nonprofits and give them discounts and stuff like that. And I, of course, I would give a discount to them or whatever. And I'm very involved with TJ Martell. In fact, I'm doing all of their events around the country now. I do their events in Dallas and New York and DC. Awesome. I didn't realize that. Um, yay. Yeah. I'm yay. I'm on the board. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I, so, I love it when I get to Which see is funny. And then that's one thing I didn't tell you. We do lots of destination weddings. We travel constantly. And then there's this big conference called Engage Summits, which are really big. And we've been going to those for a while now. We've met lots of people and we've grown our business through those conferences because I used to say I'm kicking and screaming I don't want to go to a conference and listen to a gay tell me how to arrange an orchid and then I realized (laughs) that it was more it was more about the hanging out and the networking rather than speaking speeches and stuff Mm -hmm. and it was great to see and it's also kind of therapy because I'm never going to encringe upon someone's territory in Montana you know, Correct. so it's great to talk to that person and get their feelings of what's going on in the market. And, you know, because those people live in those big rural towns, you know, and they're miles away from civilization, but they're big, fabulous resorts and stuff. that they bring everything in, yeah. explaining all that. And then I have, lot, I have thousands of friends, you know this, I have tons of friends in Manhattan, and those planners, I could, you could not pay me. And actually, I hung out, I went, I just was, went in New York, and I hung out with one of the, uh, the biggest, one, a really, really big planner up there. And she's a riot. We became friends at one of these conferences. And she was just saying, you know, I mean, half of your day, you just spend talking to the city because you have to block off streets, streets. to load in. Can you imagine? You've probably done events in New York. Oh, yeah, videos, I, events, uh, everything. Just so many permits and... It's horrible madness, and and I love New York. And there's anything. union up in there, uh, up, up, in there up in there, up in there, up in there. And um, they only want to work when they want to work, and yeah. Uh, and there, by God, they're gonna quit for coffee it, for, for any two, for two hours. Two hours. I mean, like they whatever got, it takes. They and they own it. They got it. Mm-hmm. And you they just protect to, and you it. just roll with it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And whereas I, me, you, and I would be there. I'd bring the. I'd supply the coffee. I'd do. I'd pour it down their throats. Whatever they wanted. Yeah. Anything. But yes, it's so interesting. I mean, we've kind of got it made in Nashville. <laughs> we have it made, you know, and, and I, mean, I can get everything done at a time when, you know, because I would want to look at people like that sometimes and be like, it would take you 45 more minutes to finish this if we could just get it done, and y'all go home. I don't care. Right. You'll be done. Look out of my hair. I don't even want you here anyway. So right. Get it all done. I can do it all myself. And you know that. You can see me. I, I throw all the tablecloths. And I love doing it. I have no problem doing it. And people used to think it was so demeaning that I was in there doing it, but I love it. 
I love everything about it. Because if I don't do it... I roll up my... I learn about every aspect of it. But I love it. the best way. I do, too. I like to be busy, though. I don't like to sit sit around. And I've never been the one that just walks around with a clipboard. And, you know, that's just not me at all. I'd rather talk to the wait staff all day. I think they're hilarious. And I get... I'm friends with everybody. And Kate will tell you this. At a wedding, and they can't find me, I'm in the catering kitchen. Because my job is really technically done at that point. Right. I've decorated. I've set it all up. The, the visual. Guests, it's all handled. And everyone's So happy. I can, yeah. I'm in cruise control, and, and Kate and her team begin the night. And then when, say, say the breakdown process. Mm-hmm. Once a wedding is over or whatever. It's a crazy. It's crazy, right? It's a whole other job. Right, because you Starts look, all over. You've got, Demolition. You've got how many hours to get out of a venue. You've got this, that. I mean, Two hours, maybe. Yeah. It's interesting. And it took four days to set up. Yeah, this beauty, and then all of a sudden it's it's almost like a demolition. It's a funeral. Yeah. And you just (laughs) take it and move on, and then you're like, wow, that was nice. That's when you really want the client not to be around, because you don't want the client to see it destroyed. Destroyed, And I don't like the clients coming during setup, because some of them can't handle it, because it looks like a disaster. And I don't mind it. And in fact, my Anita really didn't like coming to setups because it stressed her out so much. Because she's a she's a I mean she understood what was happening. Don't get me wrong, she Likes knew. The final. But she, yeah, like she's the type of person. And there are people like this in our lives. If you if if I said I can't be at the setup for another hour, I need you to do the four following things. You know, if I put her during setup and I said this table goes right here and it it can't go this way, but it only goes right here. It's only what I said. She'll never. You. She'll be like. He said it can't be moved. You know that kind of thing. Whereas you can't. She's not an adjuster. Right. You know. She's like it. Point A. Point B. This is how it's going to happen. We're not changing this. Whereas I get in there and I'll change my whole floor. You know this. You oh, see me do it. I'll change yeah. my whole floor plan in five minutes because I don't like the way something looked. Or right. But that's the beauty of it. And it's more fun for me that way. See, I love it. I, th- I think that's awesome. I like and mixing I, it up. And I mean, and what I like, what I like about when you're in an, when you're running an event. Is like you just said, your personality. You're in it. You're you're behind the scenes, but you're you're involved, and you're involved in in a way that's not intrusive um, to the quote event. Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah, yeah. I try to stay in the back. Oh, but people drag me out, want no. me to meet everybody, and I talk know. and all that. And I try to because they're try proud to of what you've you've done for them. Yeah, and, that's sweet. And they want they want to say, hey, look, this is mine. He's mine, (laughs) but you know it's just. Why don't we talk about? Why don't we talk about our funny, disastrous event? Not a disastrous event, but the funny thing when the red carpet didn't stick down. Oh dear God! That I had to have. It was my carpet remember, because I want you to have a sparkly. You wanted me to have a sparkly carpet, and it was cool. It looked cool. Concept. Concept was great, but it 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 didn't work. It was undulating like a ocean full of waves. And people were tripping. People said, <laughs> I thought Anita Hogan was going to murder me. Now, you better get over there and fix that carpet you've been talking about for months. It is, it, I wish you could see it. It's sideways. And well, did, it was she, sideways. Didn't she end it was up taping like, it? She taped it, and all the tape was coming off. It's a disaster. It was a disaster, and there were a lot of celebrities there. A I lot mean, of tripping. Big, and a lot of tripping. One, one person went flying, and <laughs> God, it sounds like <laughs> so that that goes, that goes, that's it was one. was an artist. Uh-uh. I made yeah, an artist yeah, fall. Was. Yeah, you did. It oh. was funny. Well, it made the oh. night interesting, but... 
but I had to have a sequin sparkly red carpet because I wanted something different than a boring old red carpet because they send you those runners of red carpet. That, not not even that, enough to walk two feet people. No, off. and they're usually filthy mm-hmm. and they because they're used from two nights before. And so I wanted you to have this fresh carpet, but it was technically my fault, yes. But the man that <laughs> brought the carpet should have secured it. Oh, yeah. Because I didn't. I'm not, I don't secure carpet. It I was just almost like them. a magic carpet ride, no kidding. Literally, it was moving when it you was got moving. on it. And I was like, I'm so sorry, but it's sparkling. And it did, And I don't even remember if it photographed well. I don't remember any of it. Did we pull it up? I think we pulled it up yeah. because people we were tripping. We had got rid of it. It yeah. was, it, but that was great. I mean. You came into the, that ballroom and you go, your effing carpet <laughs> is a banana peel or something. I mean, you came right in. And he was like, well, he had to have that carpet. I know. But he, we were I'm talking, so sorry. Oh, that. my God. It was hilarious. And, I mean, the thing is, there's stories like that that could, could go on and on and on. But they're on great stories. But they are great. No. But they are great stories. So, the, the, the fact of the matter is, Hugh in H3 Events, hilarious, <laughs> is, is, is one of the premier... Um, event planners in the southeast, probably on the whole east coast. And, you know, we're lucky to have him here in Nashville. But like he said before, he'll travel. He does destination weddings and he does events all over. But Nashville is a great place to be right now. And if you need something, get him. Get Hugh. If you need if you need advice, if you need a an event planned, if you're coming in for a conference, if you're if you have a wedding, just go for it. It's it's worth the treat just to sit and talk to him. He is hilarious, as you can tell, and he's also very, very talented. So where do we find you on social media? Well, I feel like I should, you know, send you a hanging plant after that. That was so sweet. Well, and maybe, so and maybe, maybe some sort of treat. I'll, I'll, I'll repay you for that. That was so sweet. And someone needs to call Jules Wartman to do their PR. Well, hot diggity dog. I mean, Lord, yes. That. I need to hire you. Why aren't we working together? I don't know. I'm firing the publicist right now. I hope they're listening. Publicist. I hope you're fine. You are a publicist, right? Yeah. Yeah. So but much all, more than that. Oh, I was going to say you're way more than that. I mean, you're it's almost how a, you're, almost a, you're almost a babysitter a little I bit. Yeah. You have to be with people like me. Yeah. Well, I'll give you my, I'll give you my PR business. Okay, let's go. I can't wait. Um, no, thank you so much. What are your social medias? At Hugh Hauser. Uh-huh. At Hugh. Oh yeah. So my Instagram is at Hugh Hauser. H O W S C R. And then my business is H Three Events. It's the word three T H R E E. So it's H Three Events dot com. Lots of E's. And um, check that out because we have we post all of our events and we do have a fabulous. I do have a fabulous um, social media person that handles all that. So my my personal Instagram is a riot because it I look like a mental patient and then the Business is very chic and color-coordinated and very well thought out because someone is hired. But every now and then you'll see where I've snuck something in over there. But my personal page is all definitely personal, and my beliefs don't have to be your beliefs. But I wish they were. Of course you do. <laughs> I actually don't, I don't get into politics or any of that sort of stuff. I could care less, and I'm not actually smart enough to even talk about it. But 
But you can talk about what flowers you want to put in. I can talk hair about oh, oh, I can talk table. about daily experiences and all funny people that I run into, and because I love all types of people. I like waspy people. I like country people. I like well, I like everybody. Anyways, I, yeah. I was mm-hmm. just really lucky to live in a world that inspired me to to be who I am. Because well, I take every I take things from people. Well, I think you're a great talent, and I think you bring a, a unique light to the city. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, you're great to be around, and you do um, you do make people feel good. So keep it up. Thank you, because I think okay. that's all we really need to do is make mm-hmm. each other feel good. Yeah. So thanks so much for coming to see <laughs> how how you doing. I know I'm doing great, and your <laughs> office is fabulous. Don't let anyone tell you it's not. Okay. Thank you. I mean, I could help you with a bookshelf or two. Yeah, think. All right, because <laughs> I need them. Have a good day, peeps. Hi, how you doing?